0: Welcome to episode 351 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. He's wearing a scary hat, (laughs) Russell Fisher. What happened? I don't know. Here's what I do know I am on nicotine, caffeine, marijuana, and competing prescription medications. So who knows who's going to show up today? Hell yeah! It sounds like that Queen's Queens of the Stone Age song where
1: he just lists a bunch of drugs.
0: Man, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I do realize I'm on like 30 different substances right now, but I don't remember introducing that. I man. know. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Know your role, dude. I gotta, gotta get say the Queens of the Stone Age ref in. Oh my god! <laughs> also joining us from Atlanta, Georgia, is Randy Michael Stat. Now, Randy, last week, um, you know, last week, as we all know, not just for Randy, for all of us. It was Father's Day, and Randy's father came to visit him. And mm-hmm. Randy's father, um, you know, this is a man who Randy has had. You know, set, there are so se- that man fills several different roles within Randy's life: uh, parent, teacher, mentor, friend. Oh, Randy's getting nervous. <laughs> mechanic. Okay indeed uh, last week on this show he also filled another role in randy's life and that role was the role of saboteur <laughs> <laughs> randy true, explain yeah. explain the technical out uh outage you had at your house last week
1: uh yeah so I, I ended up leaving the show like three quarters of the way in because my internet went out and i found out that um there's some elect- electrical stuff that we were wanting to do around the house and um My mom and dad figured that while they had downtime while I was doing a show that they would take care of it, which is very nice of them. However, the breaker that they turned off uh, was the one that also supplied the internet. So yeah, I lost the internet connection. And by the time I was reconnected, I figured it would be too weird. And I already lost, well, didn't lose my recording, but I figured the continuity would be weird if I left for 10
0: minutes and then came back in. Uh, Sounds to me you were looking for an out. (laughs) I and stayed on and out. listened to you guys.
2: <laughs> he just unplugged his Ethernet. He just unplugged the routers <laughs> like, I'm done. Uh, and just blamed Dad again. I'm trying to unplug I, myself. Now, how, how, <laughs> did, how did it play in the episode as a, you know, I don't listen to our show? It was very good. I, yeah, I think it was fine. Also,
0: Randy did a very good cut. I forgot what it was, but I think I, in the original record, there was... A long, a pronounced amount of silence Before I came up with my answer Randy cut that out oh. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks He hell was looking out yeah. for you Which if he did that every episode That would be his full time job oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Also joining us is Oksana Valerian of the Osachi Hello Oksana what's going on Um not
3: a whole lot I don't
2: know Alright thanks again <laughs> Always check in <laughs> Yeah, her mic was on, by the way. I don't know why you're so timid today.
3: I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I speak loud enough, and then you tell me I'm, like, whispering. So I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he's gaslighting. Look, you got to <laughs> keep women on their toes. If she's too loud, she gets the soap in the I sock. like to keep women on their knees. <laughs> 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 I don't know if Randy's going to cut that silence out negative <laughs> <laughs> i was talking
0: about blowjobs oh now <laughs> how's how is everyone
2: how do we have a good week yeah you know um i have uh something i want to bring up right away oh god it's an apology and i want to apologize to everybody out there i don't believe it i uh i did something very controversial last week you watched and- cuties again <laughs> <laughs> that's a good cuties. good reference visitor cuties, <laughs> visitor <meet> cuties. Hell, <laughs> yeah. No, not visitor. Visitor cuties is better. Mm. Anyway, I have a very serious apology to make. We did. I did something very controversial last week, and uh, there was a huge amount of backlash. And I know you, everybody knows what it is. So I, I don't even know if I need to bring it up. But I, I want to be clear. The uh, Instagram story I posted where I said this this is overrated and I had a picture of a movie theater while going to see the thing. I was talking about showing up early to the movie theater. Uh, again, I, if I'm being serious, I was a little braced for having Annie Hardy on here. I'm like, Oh, people are going to be, they're not going to dig this. Cause you know, not a lot of film talk, a lot of politics and like culture sh- shit, only positive feedback from that. And, and I, it's very reassuring in the human race that we can like love and enjoy art and not be dicks about it yet. That post I made where I was, like, overrated. Oh, and I put hashtag the thing. So much vile hatred. Well, yeah. So many DMs and people go, like, and then I, so I was, like, you know, maybe I should clear this up. I put up another story and I said, hey, I wasn't talking about the thing. I love the thing. I was talking about showing up early. More DMs where people were, like, I saw that last night. I didn't say anything, but I thought, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I couldn't have been more wrong about what to be worried about that week. Well, because this is one of the more celebrated films of all time, dude. Vito, within t- your within your community, I know. And it's like, you know, I have a weird relationship with John Carpenter now because I used to think I was cool for saying he was my favorite director because yeah. that was not a popular thing back in the day. Now it's like hack, yeah, You're because
0: like- Ghost of Mars came out I and know. everybody's <laughs> like, "This is our guy, dude." Him
2: riffing with Slash, people love it, Good. and i i couldn't have been more shocked when vito sent me vito trigo our beloved friend who has a video up with terrell covering all the scream franchise we love this man he sent me three videos of him just going are you fucking kidding me and him staring into the camera also he's got a, a beautiful little boy there's some like baby there's like what are those things that spin around a cradle what a carousel Um, mobile a mobile that playing music in the background that's an alabama (laughs) (laughs) there's some there's a alabama national anthem playing in the background it's very uh it i again i apologize i'm sorry i love the thing um also david robson another beloved friend Uh, reached out on his other Instagram account where he has his three monkey friends that he goes to see. Now, again, that's not a racial thing, right? It's three stuffed monkeys that he brings to the movie. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) He brings them out and they take photos with, and it's, it's very cool. I love them. I love the monkeys. Well, the monkeys jumped on Instagram, started talking shit about the fathom event. They're like the monkeys say that it's being projected in the wrong aspect ratio. And the sound quality is garbage. Well, i had a blast (laughs) i thought i thought it looked great and uh honestly we've we've made a transition this is a little inside baseball but we've gone from one mall theater to a theater that seems like it would be in a mall but there's no mall attached and uh it was great i loved it and i think if we were at tan fran it wouldn't have been the same experience had you seen the thing in a theater before I don't think so. I had not. I might have a long time ago at like the Castro or um, speaking of theaters with a weird reputation. Now, I've been seeing a bunch of articles, of people writing why I will never return to the Castro theater and shit. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Um, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. And I got emotional by the end and I feel fucking lame every time. But the, it was it was so fun. It was so great. Dude, the thing is one of those. Uh, it's a very uh, important film in my, you know, current love of horror movies and, uh, yeah, watching it, it's something about Kurt Russell and Keith David too, in that movie. Yeah. It's like, they're the fucking coolest duo. And now when I, when I made that post and I said, you know, the overrated thing, I did get one response where someone's like, I agree. And I'm like, Oh, what the, f-? no, it wasn't you, Randy. <laughs> he raised his hand, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, tell me more. And they did go into a little bit of how they thought the script has weird pacing in that film. And the third act, despite having seen the film 10 plus times, they're like, I still don't remember what happens there. And um, I actually agree. I think the film does have like weird pacing to it. But I love it. And I've seen it dozens of times, but I can never remember who's what. Like, I always think certain characters are the alien when they're not. To me, I think that's a bonus though. That's a feature, not a bug. And that's part of the reason why I love that movie. And I I think I would call it like a imperfect film, but you know, a lot like Videodrome. That's why I like it. Yeah. But you don't you don't think it's weird? Like Keith David, they build that character up and he becomes like one of the main guys, right? Like you want screen time with him. And then he's gone. Yeah. And then he comes back at the end, but it's almost like you know you could do that with some background characters and be like oh interesting they used him that but with keith david you're like what the fuck like we could have been following him and it would have made sense well
0: you know because they they built the secondary characters pretty much around wilford brimley Mm -hmm. um who is
2: just amazing what a secondary cast! how good is he in that yeah but like all they all got a face for having like um A room full of like white scientist guys. Yeah. They all have character and they don't need to talk to like uh, portray it. I don't know. Man, I love that damn movie. You got a, a the doc has a nose ring. Dude, right? Come on. Even the dogs in that movie. Like I it's weird. I can never remember that movie correctly. There's a character named Clark. Who loves dogs i i did i had to look at you a couple of times and i felt very lame for doing it i know i just want to see if you were reacting
0: well no i looked over at you the first time you said clark i was like i was waiting for you to look <laughs> at me so i was like i don't meet
2: you halfway all right well okay i know um we did not want to spend a lot of time here but what do you think it means that kurt russell's playing chess in the beginning of the movie like john carpenter does good stuff where he's telling you a little bit about the character in a way that you you know it kind of goes to the back of your brain. What do you think that interaction is? Honestly, with me, I, I
0: the way I interpret it is more of how he ends the game of chess more than okay. the game of chess itself, where oh. he pours his whiskey in the thing and it shorts out.
2: You're right. Cause that does kind of predict the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, he's playing a game of strategy and at the end he thinks he's got it, but he loses. But he's like, fuck you. He's like, fuck you. You're totally right. Yeah. Wow. Boom. We (laughs)
3: solved it.
2: And we'll see you next week. Oh, I don't know. Did anybody else have anything they want to mention up top? Randy, you bang a hooker or anything?
1: No, nothing cool like that. Just been uh, (laughs) hanging out, doing stuff around the house. This is, uh, as you can see, this is my new office. I did choose the hottest room in the house, unfortunately. It has two Mm. windows uh, that are single pane, but other than that, uh, it's
0: it's good. Randy, can I tell you? I really like that room. I like the I like the little bookshelf back there. You got was that a nice hardwood floor? What kind of wood are we dealing with here? I don't know. It's a dark hardwood. I don't know what to call it. Randy, you should know. You bought the house. You should know every nook and cranny. <sighs> the wood was
1: already here. Cranny. I didn't buy the uh, the wood type. I will tell you the paint color is called incredible white.
2: <laughs> oh, God. That's what we call you, dude. That's,
0: that's you. There's only one choice for that. Now, Randy, do you have uh, a traditional tank water heater or you got an electric water heater? Tradition. Okay. How many gallons? I think it's like 35 or
1: something. It's that's a that's smaller Teeny one. tiny.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Cold, <laughs> cold water at Randy's house.
1: I, I've been able to get uh, hot water everywhere. The, the kitchen sink. I wasn't able to get hot water in, then I realized that hot is actually to the right and cold is to the left, and now it works. Oh, my oh. God.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> How long did that take to figure out? A couple of days. Yeah, you couldn't I figure have, out the shower in this house.
1: I may have, Yeah, true. I may have not been, able, been the one that found out the uh, trick to the sink, either.
2: There oh, it is. my God. All right, well, uh, did anybody bring a theme to this show? what the hell does that mean because <laughs> i did and the theme is short i've got shorts for days and, and you you want the episode to be short i'm in shorts no i was thinking maybe oh, we could damn. try and hit an I'm hour. i'm wearing shorts today too hey no to be to be clear i love going long when we have a guest yeah i like trapping them it's a power game i like having hand like in seinfeld i want them to know that i have the hand but on the regular episode i'm down to do an hour Randy, we, c- we could try. That's you why you that. have three segments every episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Wow. It's Randy. Do you have your crystal ball out? Rand ran Diesel <laughs> from the top rope. Because I don't have three, but I do have two, and one of them is brand new. <laughs> the excitement Exciting in the room is and palpable. Brand new. It's fucking palpable. So, should we just get into it then? Is there anything I'm else we need to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, um, before, before we let our guest in. I have to, t- Clark, shut the fuck up. Next time you hear him out there, he, the, David Lynch, you know, everybody what? knows I him. I didn't say anything. David Lynch, Inland Empire. What, what else has he done? Mulholland Drive. Y- y'all know him. When we fly him out here, he stands in the hallway. He listens to the beginning of the show. And, you know, when he's done his bit, he leaves instantly. There's a limo outside that picks him up. But he was out there talking to himself. And Clark heard him. And Clark said, like, oh, I don't want to weigh in. And, you know, he got in his fucking head and he got all weird everybody remembers oh last he week. got weird he got weird interesting well this week he's shown up and he said i think he knows we're gonna fire him so he showed up and he said he's got something he's got tricks now okay so i just want to let is you he, know. a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> i just want to let you know if it's weird or it doesn't work it's your fault okay i blame you and everybody listening just know clark
4: little it's your fault i'll take the hit all right let's let him in <laughs> Good morning. It's June 25, 2022, and it's a Saturday. Day one of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm happy to announce four additional dining cars have been added, (laughs) bringing a total of seven now, seven... (laughs) Dining cars, each dedicated to serving fine food, treats, drinks, (laughs) including hot, fresh coffee.
2: Oh, fantastic.
4: Two additional observation cars have been added. Beautiful, clear, glass-domed observation cars. So anyone who wants to can spend some time watching the beautiful world go by. And hopefully this world will get more and more beautiful, more and more peaceful, more and more happy as we ride along. Amen. Everyone, have a great day.
2: Dude, David, that was fantastic. okay. (laughs) I don't Solid. Know what, good week I don't, know what, I don't know is it that's not really better writing he just added a whole nother train <laughs> Oxana every week when he goes
0: through this are you still holding your breath for him saying cakes
3: I, I did yeah
2: <laughs> I know I, th- I thought I saw you spark up a bit I was like he's close he's close well I feel like he hit all the shit we like he got coffee in there for Randy. he got coffee. my favorite treats he added two more observation <laughs> cars
3: i do like treats
2: but dude he added what seven cars to that train to another train i don't know what the fuck he's thinking i but again it's your fault he well you were making fun of him and now he. <laughs> i want to know when is this train going to derail <laughs> i think it derailed a long time ago it's, it's our job to just keep on conducting right what's that <laughs> can that be overlooked? Is, uh, <laughs> is that uh is that all right now i did uh...
0: also is R crumb for robert did i just <laughs> oh i don't know is it? i don't know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you... I don't know I said robert crumb what the hell what is it look did, it up i don't I don't look it up it's right i'm sure that's right what is it richard crumb reginald
3: it's robert yeah no, okay. you nailed
2: it i don't weird dude i got lucky all right um what do we want to do first? he
0: looks like a robert
2: you know what? Uh, things are weird. There's there's a whole nother train with David Lynch. Are you all ready for my new segment? What? I snuck this. You know, I had very little time Bitch, today. you talk about an hour episode. <laughs> yeah. then I get a new segment? Worry. I got a, we got a new seg. And, you know, I had no time. I woke up late. You know, I, you know me. I love to be on time. In fact, early. That's why I showed up to the thing an hour and a half early last <laughs> week. And uh, it was very unlike me, but there was not, not a lot of time today. So I thought. I'm running out of time. What am I going to do? I know I'll invent a new segment. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right. Uh, this one, I don't think needs an introduction because I baked it into the stinger.
4: Here we go. Psycho magic. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> All right. Number one. <laughs> Wait. I have two <laughs> things.
2: Number one i hate you
4: <laughs>
2: number two that's a good stinger, dude it's pretty good all right you know what you don't ruin it next time the segment starts immediately after the stinger so here we go one more time okay.
4: psycho magic <laughs> that's very
2: good all right so we're gonna continue with oh, uh i hate how much i enjoy it.
4: <laughs> one more time one more
2: time oh well, no no kids here the whole thing is about we're here to help you clark you're on you you have an issue and it's called five different things you're on right now what is what do you got nicotine mountain dew uh three different kind of pills a Two. gummy okay but the mountain dew was real though yeah okay wait
0: really yeah i got uh they can baja
2: blast oh, right. oh my god i got baja blast in my bottle yeah, right now no. And also sugar-free? Yeah. Sugar-free blah blah. Because people might have been excited until they realized you would have the zero kind. Yeah, baby, because I'm healthy. Oh, my God. All right, let me find this thing. <laughs> now, I made a note. Uh, I have to
0: pee, but I'm going to hold it for
2: Psycho Magic. Okay. TBR well, can go fuck itself. So, here we go. Now, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky wrote his book on Psycho Magic, which is, again, it's magic to help yourself. And, you know... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, again, prescribe Clark a ritual. This is ritual 47. Here we go. It, <laughs> the header is inability to concentrate. Mm. All right. So uh, this is Alejandro Jodorowsky now. When someone is unable to concentrate because he is always afflicted with, by multiple interests, and he jumps from one idea to another or one feeling to another, he is saying that in his infancy, he lacked the parents who gave him necessary attention. Is this check out so far? I had the
0: opposite problem, but
2: continue. okay. Oh, here we go. When we become adults, we continue treating ourselves the way our parents treated us, not giving to ourselves what we were not given during childhood. In this case, the consultant, repeating the childhood situation, does not give himself necessary attention and therefore denies the bean. I therefore advise now. The are you bean? Ready? What if the bean has been denied to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I gotta go. okay stop this is very serious also is it bad i'm not paying attention right <laughs>
0: yeah, same.
2: okay so he's basically saying your parents ignored you so you ignore yourself no that's not true now here okay here here's what you're gonna do because jordorowski's always correct yeah he knows you better than you know you the consultant should go plant a tree as close as possible to his birthplace <sighs> Then he should take home 10 pounds of soil from the region and pour it onto a plastic sheet. 10 pounds? The consultant should kneel over the soil and submerge his head in a container full of water, holding his breath until he feels like he is going to drown. Okay. He pulls his head out when he is overwhelmed by mortal angst. The consultant will repeat this operation successfully seven times. I don't have to hold my head in water to feel (laughs) mortal angst. (laughs) Such an act will be repeated every morning while fasting for 18 days the, oh. the birth soil will be deposited in a pot and a cactus in the shape of an elegant spine will be placed there here's my thing if i do this and it doesn't work what's the warranty on psycho magic I know, is there a warranty here's the thing uh to play into the bit, I don't really give this context, but in his book, he does write in the beginning that, like, you know, you tell the knight to go slay the dragon because part of the ritual is just the act of being so committed to fixing the problem that your brain will get on board with you. Sure. So I think part of this is being utterly ridiculous and doing if fasting for 18 days is like the sub part of That's that. That's Jesus love. That's a lot. And I think it's just, you know, if you spend this time to fix this problem your brain will catch up with you and you know you'll do it um as far as the birthplace soil i yeah i don't know we'll see how it works so check in in uh three weeks when clark comes back um having almost drowned himself and avoided uh mortal angst and go on a david blaine length fast all right you ready for the stinger last time
4: Psycho magic. I love it. I
2: love it so
0: much. <laughs> how long did David Blaine do like a long fast?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. How, let's say how long. Well, I mean, when he was. Uh, so the shit he does where he's like trapped under ice. Yeah. I don't think he's eating. Yeah. I don't. I don't on what you got. 44 day fast. Oh, my. Yeah. Mamma mia. But I mean, again, like if you listen to Rogan's podcast, he always talks about that motherfucker that didn't eat for a year. You remember that? A year? Yeah. Oh, y'all don't know that? Okay, no. yeah, there's some dude, he lived in like Alaska or something, and he had fasted for like a year. Who cares? I mean... Can you poop? <laughs> <laughs> I, you mean... What are you pooping? I guess you don't poop. Probably not. You're probably just uh, discharging Well, water. that's bad. You, your bowels need to be moving and shaking. I mean, you got to open up <laughs> your mind, dude. Can your body just like, you know, put a closed sign on organs? <laughs> hey, you know, um... Chad Lott from Scary Thoughts recommended a uh, workout book to me that got into a lot of like uh, changing the way you think about like weightlifting and part that dude was super into fasting. Dr. Oz? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know where my vote's going. Um, No, like he he talked a lot about how your body kicks in and like it's one of those things where your body's constantly paying attention to shit like uh, digesting food. So, like, if you work out really hard and puke or see people do that, that's your body saying, hey, I'm done with this. Like, we have more important shit to do, like, uh, mend muscles and shit, where if you don't eat, your body starts doing a bunch of other things. And like, so people say they get, um, their skin starts to get like a lot clearer. They'll, uh, start to remove a lot of, um, oxidants that have been in their body, but also your immune system is supposed to like shed a layer of cells that have been like, kind of tired and, like, replace them. So, no, it all sounds like good shit. Yeah, uh, but I really like the kookaburra wings. Of the <laughs> well, they're gone, so they, what are you going to do?
0: I'm telling you. I, no, I have go- I've tried to find Reddit threads to see if the kookaburra wings have disappeared from all outbacks. Holy shit. But apparently they just run out at this particular outback. So have I thought about driving to another outback in adjacent
2: counties to ours? Yes. Dude, what are you, here on 8chan looking for kookaburra yeah. wings? <laughs> Be careful, you don't want to see any images that pop up under that search. Um, anyway, we got one more to do.
4: The TBR Report. Brought to you by P.O.B.Hawk.com
2: oh <laughs> Alright, again. Uh, TBR Report. Team up with our found footage explorer and adventurer and creator-editor King Thomas Burke who, um, I guess he got the memo today where, because he sent me two short films to watch. See, me and him, we have a connection. I wish I had this kind of connection with anybody else that worked on this podcast, but we get it. We live in different states, and he knows what I'm doing. He knew I was crafting a beautiful short film episode, and I didn't even have to articulate it to him. Anyway, I'll, let's get into what uh, Tommy Boy wrote us uh here here's the subject of this one tbr report yes another j horror no you won't be disappointed (laughs) tom writes this week i want to make it easy again with two short films i don't i don't know what he means by easy again the short films almost give me more problem i'm sorry i'm uh, diverging away from the email here but uh a lot of the times like we used to do short film review with the overlook theater And the problem is you don't really know where their place in culture is. Like we do a film fest and you need short films for that because you want to pair them with the movie. It actually helps you set up a feature film. But when you're at like home and you have friends over, it's not like you're throwing on short films to entertain them. Although you probably could. It's just a lot of great short films don't actually get released. They get put on Blu-ray bonuses or they end up buried on YouTube with links that aren't available to the public. So again, I don't know how, why you think it's easier, Tom, but uh, he's got some bangers this week. Anyway, back of the email, perhaps I may be jumping the gun on this by saying it's going to be an easy breezy Uh, again. Sorry, Tom. I, I jumped the gun there anyway, because although one could say it's moderately frightening, I think there's more to be said about what isn't actually said, so to speak. And that creates a bunch of cool thought provoking shit. I have no idea what Tom's talking about now. Uh, I will not. Exit the email again. (laughs) So this is the so this is the first in a twelve minute short. Wait. So this is a twelve minute shorty titled "My House Walkthrough," taking place inside the man's house following a typhoon that occurred during the middle of the night, which now compels him to give us a walkthrough tour. Basically, the hurricane's aftermath. By the way, I think the West refers to typhoons as hurricanes, right? Gosh, I'm going to feel so dumb if I'm wrong. Confirmed. All right. uh, Checks out. Anyways, the dialogue gets confusing, both practically and metaphorically speaking, seeing that we're told the entire narrative uh, through voiceover text, which doesn't accompany any actual voice sound, if you will. I'm air quoting here. So the subsequent journey ends up displaying an eerily quiet sort of vibe, which I thought was cool but Clark might not like it because I noticed he gave Borat to a 4.5 rating on letterbox, which uh, <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say is if you gave Borat to a 4.5 rating or above, then my house walkthrough might end up being like a two or three for you, maybe. Uh, but yeah, on to the next one. Let me the he's not wrong i
0: i think i I was really high when i saw boret too and i had fun
2: and apparently i'm the only person that had fun dude you really gave it 4.5 i guess i did (laughs) now uh now tom continues because he did recommend two shorts but i want to stop here and talk about this one so my house walkthrough is uh it's a japanese point of view where we're literally in like a fucking it's like PT the game, it feels like you're in a silent hill video game and we're walking through a hallway with a camera. Again, these are my favorite things in found footage. Um, It's a direct one directional light. And we're looking at a devastated house. Now the, the atmosphere of this short is scary, right? Like you watch it and it's like, if you walked in a room and some people were watching this, your my instinct would be like, Oh shit. What are you watching? Some dumb horror thing. But because we're dealing with found footage, the thing that's undeniable is, well, this is a real location. Like they, like this isn't like a company. It's not like a production. Like, so this place fucking exists and it is terrifying. It looks dilapidated in a way that you would never do to your home. And, um, I say it's like PT because we're moving through and we're just exploring. So he looks through like holes in the wall or like, uh, doorways that are open and he'll walk down the hallway and get, and he'll be like, all right, uh, this left here takes me to another hallway and he turns and you get lost in this like infinite loop of devastation. Now, something that we never do, uh, really amplified this for me. And, uh, because I, I wasn't joking when I said we didn't have a lot of time to prep for this one. So me and Oksana watched it after our interview that we just did with, um, Ilan that will come out next week, but we watched it in here, uh, the monitor that we normally have Randy on we watched the short there and we, we had headphones on through the mixer. I never watch movies with headphones on. Man, did it help. It actually started, it, it made my brain start I've turning. I've been telling you this for years. Yeah, but it's hard. So here's the thing. Y'all are fucking lone wolves, dude. I, oh. like, I, <laughs> I like watching a movie with people, but here's the thing. I was, sit- I was sitting right next Heck. to Oksana and we both had headphones on and man it was fucking cool it makes me want to digitize movies put them on my laptop hook them up to the projector and then have a splitter come out where everybody could have headphones in a theater setting like legitimately there's there is no vo in this so you're reading text that sounds like one of those hipster dj events It like a silent disco yeah, right yeah that's how yeah. it is and here's the thing fuck did it work like the audio is the story here. Like um, at one point he's like, Oh, my grandfather's listening to a sutra and there's music playing. And you're like, where the fuck is that coming from? And it, it, it's one of those things where we're so attuned and used to like picking apart bad CGI or looking at editing and you know, Oh, there's a cut there. But with audio, I don't think people really get like too scrupulous with that. Unless you get like a really shitty audio bite or it sounds like compressed. But on this, it was kind of like, fuck, dude, I felt like fully immersed. And Oksana was over here jumping. Can you? I'm
3: a wimp. I-,
2: I, I, I was. It's scary. But again, I was in a room. we were in close quarters Had headphones on. And I, as a huge fan of the Internet and of found footage horror, I really think this is beautiful. And you have to watch it in that kind of um, setting. I just I, I got to figure out a way that we could do it in a group. Dude, it was fucking effective. Also, if you have a group of friends and you have like one that's loud and keeps talking headphones, that's you. Headphones would be a good way to shut me out. Right. And if you. Why do you think I always have earbuds on in this house? (laughs) Schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. (laughs) I Okay. Here's a tangent. I worked at a a grocery store. It was a very small. um, It was actually in Brisbane. We talked about that in the interview. It was a little town. Like there's one bus. So. Understood. Everybody who would come in there, there are two people in town that had schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. They had headphones on. Yeah. And it would th- keep the voices out. Every time I see uh, you walk through this goddamn house with headphones on, I, I'm trained to think like schizophrenia. So that's why I, I feel like it makes a relationship. When the answer is baseball. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is like, I don't say hi to you because of it. Because it's like, one, if I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And I don't see the earbud in. Then I'm like, oh, what's up with this dick? Yeah. Other times I know you don't even have him on and you're like, what the fuck's up with him? He didn't even acknowledge me. Well, sometimes I keep them in and I hear you, but I don't say anything. I, yeah. I have an out. <laughs> and you know, honestly, that's where I default. I'm like, what the fuck?
4: You I idiot. know
2: I so, keep you on your toes. So um, this is available on YouTube. Uh, we'll definitely throw this up on Twitter or something. And um, I highly recommend people watch it. It's 12 minutes. It's fucking great. And I don't even know if I want to bring this up but they have a making of that you get linked to immediately after and it has upbeat pop music from japan it couldn't be a heavier contrast from the video you just watched i highly (laughs) recommend jumping into that and uh honestly it's fascinating how they made it anyway back to the email because we got one more The other short film takes us through a secret backdoor on YouTube called username 666, much shorter than my house walkthrough. This one comes in a total of four minutes and should really sort of speak for itself when you check it out. Also, if you recall back a couple of episodes um, ago, you referred to that aggressive editing style being a unique sort of trend among editor-auteurs. Well, I think username 666 definitely displays this perfectly um and try not to think too much into the main objective because there's truly avant-garde as hell but if you keep an open mind i think that you randy oxana and maybe clark might like it lastly i put a quote in here from the filmmaker which i thought was really neat he says i personally avoid giving my artwork any solid meaning or purpose i choose to embrace the chaos and nonsense Piro pito <laughs> so on that note i'll leave you all with that let me know what you think Take it sleazy Tommy (laughs) Beasy. Now, I like that better. Yeah, I figured you would. I was really hoping for like two paragraphs of acronym. Oh it's sleazy and sleazy P. Martini. Oh, look at you. Dude, you're on it. You got to keep this cocktail of medication up. You're also in a better mood. I don't know. It's freaking me out. Brady, am I in a better mood? I don't know. Seems relatively the same. Okay, so maybe, I'll be, I'll be maybe slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, username six 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 is a fucking weird short. It's four minutes long, and it's a dude. Um, it's screen life, so you're looking at his browser again. No talking, but there's captions, so it's writing down there. And it it's basically he goes onto a uh, YouTube. It's it's YouTube, and he's doing a backspace thing. Like he's like, watch, check this out. Oh, it's blocked. He's like, watch if you do this. And he, he goes back a page and back a page. And every time he goes back, it's refreshing new videos. So you're like, oh, okay, we're going to get into like, we're going to see a weird video on there. Uh, the whole website ends up changing and it just continues into like avant-garde territory. Um, I highly recommend checking that out. It's four minutes. So I don't want to talk too much about it, but I do want to say that whoever is, narrating or I don't know what you would call it. Whoever has given voice to that short, it it's got the, the immoral humor of like a James Dobbin Jones. Now I know gut reaction from Clark is going to be like, fuck that. But it's, it's the sense of humor of like, I'm immoral and I don't care, which is kind of like troll voicing for the internet everywhere. It's Twitter. It sounds like Twitter. So as he's going back, he, it's things are getting bad but the voice is still like satirical and making jokes like well fuck shouldn't have done this on my work computer like shit like that it's it's a weird one i love it again um oxen can we make a note to share these yeah for sure. and you know honestly there are probably some of you rolling your eyes because my house walkthrough has millions of views and uh you know having a participated in running a film fest for five years that mainly deals with found footage horror. You would think I would know about things like this, but it's funny how the internet works. And I, I don't. So, uh, cut me some fucking slack and maybe you should write me an email and tell me what I should be talking about anyway.
4: This concludes the, <laughs> this concludes the, TBR, report. This concludes the TBR report.
2: All right. And I only got one more segment to do before we're done. <laughs> Now, Clark called my bluff. Thank you. He's looking, he knew. Thank you. No, I'm done. I'm ready to. It's Randy's turn, so I'm going to go to the bathroom or something. Randy. Right. <laughs> that is not true. I always sit here. In fact, I remember if you listened to last week, I bought two copies of out of the blue because you sold me on it and because I love true. This is true. I also am the one that has the smallest
1: bladder on this program, so
0: <laughs> I'm guilty. And we're, and, Randy, I already signed the slipcover for you uh, as Dennis Hopper, so I pinned nice. it as um, good luck with
2: the transition.
0: <laughs> <I'm> signed <laughs> Dennis Hopper.
2: Of course you're talking about transition into a new house. It's open ended. about no, to say, it know. could be many things. That's right. <laughs> All
0: right, Randy, Michael, it's your turn to impress us with what you have seen this week, and then a summation of said material. Randy? Sure. Yeah, as mentioned uh, earlier in
1: this program, my parents were here in Atlanta uh, for a little over a week, and um, you know, I was trying to find a, a movie that I wanted to watch that is also semi a family film that uh you know my parents aren't aren't genre heads they so down went, with action. You went to the country of Serbia.
3: Yeah, we showed us. a Serbian
1: film. Um, but I knew that um, the new film by Cooper Rafe, who directed Shithouse, which came out a few years ago, uh, just came out on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Um, so I texted a um, friend of the show, Robbie, who um, had already seen it because I seen him log it on Letterboxd. I was like, hey, is this, is this chill for, uh, with parents? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cute, good indie drama. Um, so yeah, we we watched it, and uh, essentially it is about so Cooper Rafe directs, writes, and acts in both Shithouse and this movie. Um, this also features Dakota Johnson, Leslie Mann, and Brad Garrett. Um, oh,
0: that's a cast.
1: Pretty good cast, yeah. Um, for his Brad second movie, you got some. You got some. Uh, he got some. Got some heads
2: in here for sure. I like Tom
0: Skerritt. Yeah, more. and Brad. Oh, Brad Garrett, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, let me tell you something. Brad Garrett has got a head on him because he's my <laughs> feet he Dude, my favorite podcast, Garrett Thoughts. <laughs> nice. I don't hate it. You <laughs> wanted to. Also, I'm sorry. I'm late with the soundboard, but I was ready.
4: Genre. <laughs> oh, there <no>. we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, in
1: Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Cooper Rafe plays Andrew, who just graduated college. Uh, and he moves back home to Jersey with his family. And uh, once he gets there, his little brother uh, says that he will be attending a bar mitzvah. And he uh, essentially, Cooper Rafe's character gets convinced into taking his brother to said bar mitzvah. Oh, Matzel. Yeah. And so when he's there, um, you know, Cooper Rafe is, uh, I would say in this movie, I would say he's an extrovert and he goes and, you know, there's a lot of 13, 14-year-old kids that are feeling very awkward. Uh, at bar mitzvah so he essentially goes around and starts like hyping kids up to like dance and stuff um, and then uh, yeah he, he's very successful um, and he meets um, a person played by Dakota Johnson named Domino and her daughter who uh, is autistic and speaking of wearing headphones all the time she uh, wears big uh, over the ear headphones Um <laughs> quite often. I think it's like a, a thing of comfort or something probably. Right, right. And probably like, yeah, helps, uh, helps deafen the, uh, the noise of sorts. But, um, would they
0: be similar to the exact pair you're wearing on your head right now? Pretty close. Yeah. They were a little more colorful than these ones, but I'll let our listeners fill in the blanks. But, yeah. He
1: meets, um, he meets them, the, the mother and daughter and, um, kind of strikes up a relationship with, uh. <laughs> with them too. Um, but also at the end of the bar, mit- bar mitzvah, uh, he gets approached by like a handful of Jewish moms Ooh. and they were like, Hey, we, uh, we really enjoyed your uh, sort of like being a hype man for this wedding or not this wedding, this bar mitzvah. And they're like, can we hire you to um, essentially be the hype man, um, like party starter at bar mitzvahs in the area? Cause I guess it's a big Jewish um, community. And so he essentially gets a gig just, Going to uh, bar mitzvahs and DJing and getting uh, getting people to get stoked on uh,
0: on being there. Did you notice that Randy said Jewish like he was like expelling it from his body? <laughs> it's like you know, Jewish. It's like a sneeze. Um, so yeah, it's uh, a
1: <laughs> he. Yeah, he uh, throughout the movie, um, you know, he sees uh, Domino played by Dakota Johnson and her daughter. Um, quite a bit and their relationship sort of grows in an interesting way he sort of becomes their sitter for a little bit and there's also sort of like a romantic relationship oh, sort of between him and dakota fuck? johnson he's uh, a pedophile <laughs> uh, so yeah dakota johnson's character is much older than he is so it's a uh, it's interesting but um Ooh, I don't reverse
4: know. pedophile
0: still i'm still <laughs> yeah. hard by the way
1: um, but yeah, it's, it's written really well. I loved, uh, his previous movie, Shithouse. Um, this movie didn't make me cry, but it did make my mom cry like several times.
4: Why? Um, yeah. This sounds like a horny movie to me, dude. <laughs> a little bit, I guess. Damn. But what, yeah, it's dad, really good. Did your
0: dad cry? He didn't, know. Have you seen your dad cry? Yeah. A couple times, probably. From a film? No. Mm. What's your dad's favorite film?
1: Um, no, probably some sort of a uh, action movie from like the nineties or something like a Terminator or something <laughs> like that. Die Hard. Maybe Die Hard. Yeah.
2: I can say that. What's your mom's favorite film? <laughs> That's a good question. I have no idea. Dude, his parents hate movies. They just think it's a cute thing to do with their autistic son while he's wearing headphones.
0: <laughs> his parents go see his
2: parents wanted to go see Paramore with him. Right. Yeah. Is that right? But they were the
1: ones that wanted to go. I was uh-huh, different. Yeah. I did like, listen to Paramore years before that, but yeah, they were the ones that wanted to go because, uh, yeah, my dad stopped listening to hair metal and started listening to uh, pop punk, apparently.
2: Dude. Yeah, his, his parents love him. His dad, just for people that don't know, he's seven foot two and all muscle. <laughs> he does uh, car repairs. He, he fixed, he built Randy's fucking house. He retired.
0: House. <laughs> oh, he retired. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, well, essentially, they were laying people
1: off during COVID, and he was over it, so he's like, just, all volunteer.
2: Don't make it sad. He flipped a table, he crushed his boss's head (laughs) against the wall, and he said, fuck you, I'm going to hang out with my autistic son in Atlanta. (laughs) But I'm keeping this monkey wrench. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I changed my mind, he could have it back, and he shoved it in the dude's stomach. You know what, second thought, I'm going to take it back, I'm going to frame it.
1: So yeah, cha cha, real smooth. It's like a uh, good, good, well written indie dramas that uh, might make you cry. Uh, it's there on
0: Apple TV Plus. Oh, <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay, that's what popped up. Did that? When did that come out? Like a week ago, week and a okay. half, something like that.
2: All right, I'm, I'm gonna put it on the list and check it twice. What, <laughs> what was the movie? He's a called charming Cha Wait, hold on. Talk, tell me a little bit about Shithouse.
1: Shithouse. Uh, essentially, Shithouse, uh, he is just like an awkward college kid. I think he's like a freshman or sophomore and um, his roommate is like a big partier and he invites him to this party at a frat house called Shithouse. And he meets <laughs> a girl and they kind of like strike up a conversation and it kind of reminds me of like a, the before trilogy,
2: sort of, but like a younger kind of college version of it. Mm. Randy, one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite short films is, "There's no such thing as a shit house." Clark, you know what that's from? <laughs> yes, I do. What's it from? The house that dropped blood on Alex. Yeah, tell me why so. So, Randy, Rock shut the fuck. I wouldn't know. <laughs> on our themed episode of short films,
4: I'm, I'm more of a uh, the house that Jack built guy. There we go. <laughs> Jack built a very nice house. You Randy? did. Now build us
0: another house.
1: Uh, yeah. So besides that, uh, the only other thing I saw was the new Spider-Man movie. Um, we oh, rented it from Videodrome uh, while my parents were here. It's fun, but uh, besides that, I uh, bought a ticket to the Chattanooga Film Festival, digital, virtual, whatever you want to call it, and watched a couple things. I will say that I finally watched friend of the show, other Robbie Banfitch. I watched the Outwaters. This morning, Oh,
4: tight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very good. I'm bummed that I missed it uh, in theaters during the Unnamed Footage Festival um, while I was getting dinner and hanging out with another friend group while I was in California. But uh, stoked to finally check it out. Really dug it, really dug the sort of loud and abrasive sound design and uh, gets really sort of like experimental uh, towards the end, just like, you know, with all the like sort of like darkness and sort of like the flashes of uh, stuff. And yeah, the audio... Stuff was really cool, too. Um,
2: Really gross, really good ending. Um, Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Damn, Randy, we could have used you watching that movie. The Outwaters is one of those films that, um, you know, how everybody's like, oh, you'll like it or you'll hate it. Then there's those movies where it's like nobody has like a laxed opinion about it. That's really one where it's like you're fucking into it and you tell everybody about it or you fucking hate it. And you walk out going, that's not even a movie. I don't even know why you showed it. And we could have used you in there cheering, Randy. Because I, yeah. I definitely fielded a couple of people who are like, Th- "That's just lazy." There's no plot. And I'm okay. like, "Dude, you, eh. okay."
0: I, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. Except you're throwing Randy into the equation. So <laughs> by having here's Randy Cherry. I know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah,
2: yeah, no. that's true. He honestly, he'd probably be like, "He's got a point." He'd be like, "You don't yeah. agree with him." He's yeah, good. Yeah. That's because I'm a coward and I
1: just agree with whoever is closest to me.
2: Also, you know, here's a little. um Inside baseball from people who work in a film uh, fest. Uh, Madeline is a warrior of like networking this kind of shit. She also loved that movie, so she, I believe, reached out to Chattanooga and was like, "Hey, you guys should probably show this thing." Oh. And um, I and fe- let us get a cut, <laughs> right? No, and you know, I feel a little guilty sometimes because me and Clark put a lot of energy into the show. So the you know the extra like downtime energy you have where you could do that kind of networking, I just don't. So I love it whenever we have like crossover movies that show at other film fest and half the time I'm like, Madeline, did you reach out to them? And by the way, RIP marbles. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe we could take a little bit of ownership and be like, Randy got to watch it because we programmed it. And then they were like, unnamed footage festival knows wh- what's up. And then you got a second chance, Randy. So uh, thank marbles.
1: Yeah, I did try posting uh, in the Chattanooga discord. They have a uh, thread for each like feature film. Oh my god! And I did try posting uh, that I missed it at UF, but I'm glad that I watched it. But um, apparently, uh, it it wouldn't post for some reason, so I got to try and plug up <laughs> again in there later.
4: Oh my god! Here we go.
1: Another movie I watched this morning is called Chicken
4: House. Oh my god! 82 chicken minute shit house? chicken shit house, dude.
1: <laughs> 82 minute uh, feature. Uh, directed by Kate Jones. Uh, it says it's a sur- subversive comedy about three small town actresses uh, taking in a mysterious new roommate from L.A. The mysterious new roommate is played by Kate Jones, uh, the director. She's fantastic in this movie. Uh, she really kind of shakes up the vibe of this uh, movie. Um, ev- all the characters um, essentially like moved to Oklahoma from LA. because they like, couldn't make it essentially, but they all still do like auditions. So you see like one girl, like in a closet doing uh, like audio voiceover for things. And they have like a little wall with like a black screen and like a ring, a ring light and like a camera where they're like doing auditions and stuff. So um, I thought it was going to take place in LA. So I thought it was going to be, it just had a different vibe than what I was expecting, but um, it's very fun. Uh, It's short and yeah, all the uh, characters are are really good. It's kind of done in like a Investigative journalist type of way. So, there you kind of get these interviews from all the roommates, kind of talking about something that happened. Um, and then, so it's, it's kind of building towards that, but um, it's good. It's not like super horror. It kind of gets into the occult towards the end, but um, more of a comedy, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Chicken house. <laughs> Not to be confused with Chicken Surprise, which we all donated to.
0: Chicken Surprise. Oh yeah. I Randy, wonder when that's I almost, happening. I almost watched the a new, short film. Good job, Randy. Keep it with the theme. <laughs> Based upon your recommendation, I almost watched the new Peter Strickland film. I should. Oh be there, yeah. So. Flux Gourmet. I Peter need to go see that. Guy. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't talk about
1: it. Flux Gourmet. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's playing oh, I thought at the you plaza. Saw it. No. I saw the trailer um, before something I saw at the Plaza recently, and I didn't realize it was coming out so soon, so
0: I might go Uh, see it this weekend. Yeah, it's out on VOD. Um, Do you know Peter Schirkel had a new film? No, no, I didn't. Fox Gourmet. It's about um, a guy who creates
2: music with culinary um, instruments. It sounds right up your alley. What's it called? Asa butterfield from Hugo is in it.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah. All right. The trailer was really good. Feature? Yeah. Okay. yeah. You
4: like Peter Strickland? I do. Be well, you be? Oh, Why You're giving me a look. I still look. haven't seen it In Fabric. Uh, me either. You didn't see it In Fabric? No, I didn't. Don't really? you have it?
2: Yeah. I uh, saw so In Fabric. Oh, what am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Phantom Thread. Yeah. No, I did see oh, it In yeah. Fabric. I saw it at the Roxy. That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I still
2: haven't seen it. I'm, I messed up my uh, haunted th- uh, Taylor movies. <laughs> All right, Randy, anything else? That's it. Uh,
1: Yeah, going to watch some more stuff later this weekend. But uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Russell, I have a question. What do you consider to be the first
2: slasher film? Uh, Black Christmas, because I listened to Cinematic Oblivion, the defunct podcast. After they met Randy, they broke up as brothers and as podcasters. But yes, Black Christmas. What year did that come out? Oh, I don't know. Uh, why are you why are you throwing me these curveball questions right now? Trying to out me as a bad horror fan because I'm trying to build a narrative. Uh, seventy four, I think. Oh, 74. Can somebody check that, please?
1: Yeah. Also, I've barely met them.
4: Just say yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I knew it. Well, according
0: to one, Mister Joseph Robert Ar- Biden Briggs. Oh, that. <laughs> This film from 1979 is one of the first slasher films. Oh, one of the first. Well, you just changed it now. I can't remember if he said the first or <laughs> first. Tourist Trap. Oh yeah. 1979. A group of friends stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by a masked Assailant who uses his telekinetic powers to control the attraction's mannequins. Director David Schmoller. Um, Russell John, do you happen to know uh, the franchise that David Schmoler helped
2: create? Um, hey, let it you, come you, to me. You have the, said some negative things about me, this uh, franchise, <laughs> Puppet Master. <God> damn it. <laughs> You could have given me one more second while my fucking browser. was. Yeah, I saw it. your fingers <laughs> moving, dude. P- Puppet master's whack, but what is tourist trap? Tourist trap is amazing. Tourist trap is five stars. Yeah, it's
0: great. Let's be very clear. Um, and then also Chuck Connors, man. You know Chuck Connors is one of those guys, um, who was a prevalent character actor, um, you know, in the seventies and before and after, and you know had uh. Was on a big TV show, it, just a big strapping guy. Um, used, to, I would say, good looking at one time, um, but when you uh, apparently when you smoke three packs of Camel cigarettes a day, it can kind of uh, make your skin a uh, leathery. Oh, damn,
2: sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but how how good is he in this film, dude? The, fantastic, uh, from what I remember now. I think, you know, I think last week we were talking about complaints of Joe Bob from like cultural, uh, like horror culture. I think he's just, he's sharing all the fucking hidden gems here. Yeah. Cause you know, you want to be the person wearing tourist trap, the shirt and going into convention. Everybody's got like Chucky or like Jason. Yeah. You're like, you fucking plebs. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Like for sure.
2: Yeah. Do tourist trap rule. Also incredible poster. Uh,
0: yeah. Here's, here's why I like tourist trap so much. Um, well, first of all, outside that opening scene sets the pace that this is going to be crazy town. Mm-hmm. And I just like how everything was done. But th- I think my favorite thing about the film itself um, is how <sighs> it's perfectly imbalanced
4: with its rules of the mannequins
0: <laughs> does that make sense of I how i'm explaining it's that inconsistent yes yeah. it but it is i would say it's meticulously inconsistent yeah because it just I, I don't for whatever reason it all kind of comes together in this symphony of madness and chaos and i just really because there's no predicting what's going to happen Mm-mm. because of those inconsistencies. Like any doll can do anything. They can talk. They can look one way. They can look a completely different way. Some can move. Some can't move because it's all up to him. Yeah. And he's the puppet master of all of these puppets. Um, And it was, ju- it's just fantastic.
2: Yeah. It's got a really good uh look to it too. Yeah. It's, it's got that like Texas chainsaw vibe going.
0: It does. Yeah, It does. And it's, um, it's also, there's some harrowing moments here. Um, for example, when he is, is killing one person and he's putting on the plaster of their face and is just very calmly telling them how they're going to die. And they're just slowly going to suffocate and their heart's going to stop. It was just <laughs> like the way it was done. Um, that, that, was, that was harrowing. Um, and the way Chuck Connors delivers it and um, you know his, his mania.
2: Um, But I, you know, and I also love that old-timey Dr. Pepper machine in the background. You know, I always thought um, (laughs) Taurus Trap would pair well with the remake of House of Wax. Oh. A lot of similar themes. and like Joe Bob mentioned that and said that that the House of Wax essentially was a pure ripoff of Taurus Trap. Oh, yeah. No, totally. But um, Taurus Trap's better. (laughs) Taurus Trap is great. Randy, I honestly think you would enjoy Taurus
0: Trap.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Sounds good. I still haven't watched any Joe Bob Briggs, so maybe I'll do it that way.
0: I mean, I'm kind of getting annoyed with the
2: cutoffs, but like I just I just enjoy his uh, you know, ramblings. Well, imagine watching the film without any of him. I could see that being a deal breaker too. Especially, you know, it's interesting cuz with you two, you guys listen to a you guys watch a lot of visual podcast. So I feel like it's almost kind of like blending the two worlds. It really is. Yeah And sure. on, it, I, you know, I'd never thought of it until just now, but it's kind of an interesting format. yeah. And remember when we were talking about doing internet stuff all the time? I feel like he was before his time and now he's back y- Well, see, it was a different thing just because of the commercial breaks. yeah. So instead of having like, a car commercial and then cutting back into a moment in the movie, you would have him kind of reset it up, where, I mean, it it made sense then, but like, now, I don't know, it's a different thing, but it's still kind of perfect. I don't know. I, I really meant to try and watch uh, the new one last night to actually participate in like, oh, it's Friday. The new one's up. But yeah, I, I don't I know. I don't know this uh, impromptu Joe Bob
0: segment that I've I I stretch out for weeks and weeks. Yeah. So I will stop.
2: It, it's fine. Uh, but I did. That was uh, the one film that I watched on my own this week was Tourist Trap. You did. You made a Terrell's Day mentioning that darcy was a porn star he's been talking about that on blu-ray tuesday uh terrell also does a podcast you know i i'm a terrible friend i should have been mentioning this it's called cnt unfiltered uh i believe now it is on like spotify and stuff if you want to check that out go for it but um he's just been talking about you mentioning Darcy as a porn star <laughs> all the time. Also, he's been kind of brutal with her because of uh, her wardrobe at sinister creature. See, We're opposite ends on that. I thought she looked the more, the most like a human I've seen her. Oh, he, he described her as looking freshly fucked. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus. Her hair. laughs> That's yeah, pretty it's good. Because of her hair and her like wardrobe change. I, I,
3: well, wardrobe non-change because she wore the same thing both days
2: she did change her wig though so <laughs> that's what he was yeah let me tell you so if she got fucked at that convention <laughs> <laughs> i
0: want to know what was on the other side <laughs> of the bed
2: oh man yeah i don't know i don't i don't hate this segment it's just it's kind of weird um recapping
4: a another like sh- i don't know it's a weird thing Also speaking of sinister creature con. Last week I did mention
0: that I was able to procure for 10 United States dollars a bootlegged copy of Takashi Miike's Visitor Q. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know that that has been um the the unreachable industry term would be the grail. The grail, thank you. I was trying to find it. In my head,
2: I was like, Apple of my eye. It's like, that's not right. Yeah. When you really love something, or like as you did, when you change all of your internet names to Visitor Q and on as an homage to the movie you could never find. I just copy Randy.
4: You call call it
2: (laughs) of the Grail.
0: Visitor Q has a reputation that has preceded itself. I think that's very clear to say. I think most horror fans, uh, it's always something. It it has come across everyone's desk one way or another. Um, And I think that it's, you know, and we're going to talk about Visitor Q. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's the most vile movie. It's always on that list. Um, It is also listed as his most vile movie, which when you're talking to Kashi Miike, that's quite a tall mountain to climb. For real. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where it's, you know, the reputation is certainly there. Um, and that's why we wanted to see it because it's just like enough uh, in the words of our favorite competitive eater, Badlands Chugs, (laughs) enough talk. (laughs) And so that joke was for everyone in this room. I thought you were about to burp, (laughs) man, he can burp and it. It makes my skin crawl every time. I can smell it. Dude, I can smell it, and I can see it peel paint off Randy's freshly painted <laughs> walls. Um, what movie were we talking about? Visitor queue.
4: <laughs> so, Randy. Yes, sir. We saw it. How was it?
0: Also, I want to do one more prerequisite here. <laughs> Um, Randy's uh, BFFs over in Atlanta, um, the the dead and buried uh, Cellar Dwellers podcast. Uh, this was episode one of yeah. their show. And boy, did they... That, let me tell you something. I love both you guys, but y'all tiptoed like Fred Astaire <laughs> throughout this whole thing. Um, and look, is it vile? Yes. Is it disgusting? Yes. Is it depraved? Yes. Is it hilarious? Yes. Is it enjoyable? I thought so. Does it get a little sweet? Maybe. (laughs) I I kind of enjoyed the end. Here's the thing, man. I loved Visitor Q, and I don't give a shit (laughs) with anyone. I don't care what that means about me. I thought everything worked. And here's my thing. I am a self professed. I I I cut my teeth, as they say, you know, watching J and K horror. I it so that is like in my early stages of me discovering that I do like horror films. Instead of going back and looking at, you know, the the more, you know, retro films, you know, like a tourist trap. Yeah. I didn't go towards the slasher. I went foreign. And I think that's maybe maybe why I'm doing this now in my life that I don't watch foreign films anymore uh-huh. cuz I got my fill when I was 19. And and then I got jaded by that and now I'm watching Tourist Trap <laughs> and Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker and I'm having a great time. So I don't know. I think that my journey of it is is on the inverse certainly of you, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um and so, you know, I I don't know. Y- your journey's your journey. Whatever that is. So I say that to say this: that when I'm watching foreign language films, um, just in general, especially with horror films, I would say specifically, a comedy is a trickier on this end, but with horror films, um, I always am trying to just understand that this is a completely, you no, know, of certainly a different language, but they're a different culture, and the culture reacts to different you know it's translated differently yeah and uh, sometimes intent um is translated differently even within that so when you're watching a foreign film it's actually a beautiful thing because it's it's com- it could be completely outside of our understanding of things but you kind of have to be tuned into that when you're watching it. So uh, if this makes any damn sense,
2: <laughs> um, are you trying to, are you following a
4: it little sounds bit?
0: Like you're you're going to yeah.
2: give it a cover. Like, you know, it's not that grotesque if you were actually Japanese and you understood what they were saying.
0: But I mean, I think yeah. that
2: the humor is lost in some of
0: that y- okay, because yeah. it is so, comp- and the reason why I kind of pick up on it is because I just love the over delivery of Japanese acting Yeah, at, at, at high tint, at high tense moments and the father in this, um, plays that masterfully. He's great. And, uh, you know, this, the, the opening of this film lets you know, first and foremost, that we're entering into sicko town because the caption, um, it has Japanese text and it's translated to, um, have you ever done your daddy or have you ever fucked your daddy? Whatever it says. (laughs) And we're like, okay, we're off to the racist now. Randy's nodding. And the guy, mayor. I still don't know if it was his actual daughter. I don't know if it was a role play. But regardless, a little uncomfortable. And then it gets pretty funny. Um, then it gets sad again. And then I get even more sad when bullying comes into play. I even said, this is the saddest movie I've ever seen in my life. And then 15 minutes later, I'm laughing and I can't stop. Um, Mental break. So that's the thing. You just, right? and Yeah. <laughs> i don't know i think that there is there's it's tricky to get here's what i want to say it can be tricky to understand the nuance in a foreign language film oh yeah it's lost and uh, yes and i think that's the problem with visit with people's interpretation of visitor q because they're they're just so caught up in the grotesque um you know veneer i guess of the film that they don't see the inner workings and the underlying black humor or they pay no heed to it and i and i paid heed my friend (laughs) and i just i really enjoyed it yeah it was sick and disgusting but um and i don't want to do a blow by blow of the the film but in the in the third act randall um we have our father who has murdered his co (laughs) Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. He's murdered his co-worker and then he decides uh to rape her while she is dead. And he is having intercourse with this body. Yes. You don't feel good when that happens, <laughs> right? It's, it's a bad thing. By the end of that, I thought this is one of my favorite sequences in film. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but while he's having intercourse, he's like, "Oh, you're getting wet," and just his delivery and everything, and you know, uh, all things always get lost in translation. So, acting, I love the fact that it's amplified because that gives you more to chew yeah, with in yeah. the scenery.
2: Are, are you going to mention why she's getting wet?
0: Because poop came out of her, <laughs> <laughs> and so now he's he's having intercourse with a dead body, and now there's poop everywhere. And that, that really doesn't deter him. And then rigor mortis sets in, Randy, and he can't pull his penis out of her dead vagina. So then his wife takes him to a bathtub, fills it with vinegar, and he's trying to get his wiener out of a dead body. And then that connects him and his wife together. That fixes their marriage. <laughs> Now
2: it was beautiful. All right, I know, I know. Everybody listening here right now thinks they're bearing witness to a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the thing: I actually completely agree with Clark, and I think you're not going far enough. I think the film is almost like an inverse of like uh, David Lynch. He's left, right? He's not going to hear me. Um, I were you know I'm like still here? <laughs> <laughs> where you know, um, like Blue Velvet, like that's all about the cracks in like a family. And like peeking through, like there's literal visual metaphors of like hiding in a closet and exploring sexuality, where I think this is the complete opposite, where it's like this family's already rotten, but we're living in the metaphor. And, you know, I think the dad sleeping with a a dead woman who, again, I'm. What no sleeping
0: going on? I'm surprised.
2: Yeah. Yada, yada, yada over the best part where he was having like a epiphany. And he was like, I understand the meaning of life. Yes. And he was like, she's getting wet. This yeah. is, I'm on to something. And he's like, oh, it's shit. He's like, wait, this isn't the meaning of life. It's just shit. It was so <laughs> and, good. But it felt like a mental journey of like, like to me, it, it was, it almost felt like maybe there was a death in the family and it ruined everybody's like life. Like the mom wasn't the matriarch anymore. And she had completely become submissive to her son who was literally beating her. Yeah. And he needed parenting because he was being bullied but felt isolated. Then the dad, you know, he was having like weird sexual problems with uh maybe his like love for his estranged daughter was going in weird directions and he was fantasizing about sleeping with her. And you know, the the metaphor of like sleeping with the dead body was also just getting over it. Like you've you've done the thing now and you can move on. I don't know. I thought the movie was completely uplifting. And yeah to you know i i had brought down uh, our beloved david lynch into this i'm gonna bring down alejandro jodorowsky too i think that's what a lot of that psycho magic shit is too where it's like you got to take this to the f- there's one there's one ritual in there to get over an unhealthy jealousy of your lover where if they go to the store you're fantasizing them with every like dude in town and his recommendation is hire four porn stars make them all surround your lover while they're naked, but they're wearing a mask of you and have them all caress her. And when you're, when you when your nightmare has finally come to fruition, but it's your face, you'll be cleansed. And it's like, what kind of nightmare? Like, imagine if you are actually like going psychotic over jealousy and then you hire four dudes to like, I could probably <laughs> make that happen for $500 through OnlyFans, <laughs> But I mean that, that extreme, when i'm like dude it's kind of like visitor q like this family's so gone that the only way to come back is to go all the way yeah i don't know i thought it was completely it was weird too because like you everything i've ever heard about this film is just how uh, abhorrent it is yeah i don't know man i think you know the mom shooting milk all over the house is her getting control back there's depth here man i yeah I, i i don't care what you say I love Visitor Cube, baby. Also, a great example of a female's role in the family. Without the matriarch, the patriarchy doesn't work. And that dude was emasculated and all over the place and weird. And until the mom like, got her grip back and was there for everybody, yeah. shit was chaos. Yeah, Dude, dude the movie is great fantastic and what i don't even want to tell you anymore
0: i you know like, how can you not talk about the milk yeah.
4: or, or q we didn't even,
0: q mention- didn't even
2: say what he was honestly i mean that's a metaphor for how q can help a family yeah <laughs> you get in on the forum let q into your house and everything will uh it'll all work himself. itself out if you can track it down please do
0: <laughs> no <laughs> now now again i i say that Guys, if you're not prepared for, you know, some vile stuff, you should be. Now, you know, th- these are two gentlemen that are talking to you that are, you know, we're dead inside yeah, at this juncture. For sure. And we've seen a lot of stuff. Um, you know, Oksana, herself, you know, she literally edited a snuff film one time. <laughs> so we've seen, we've pretty much seen it all. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's barely a nub now. It's just, you know, it's smooth. It's nothing. Everything goes through. So you need to understand that, you know, this is a slippery slope you're walking into. There's some gross stuff here. But if you're able to be an adult about it, um, there's actually, it's, it's a beautiful story. And there's a lot to learn here. Um, but it can be tough. I want to be clear on that. But also real funny.
2: <laughs> it's funny that you're only like slightly joking about her editing a snuff film. She censored it, but she definitely she recut a snuff. Yeah, film. exactly. Nothing's yeah. gonna phase to her.
3: Get really slow motion on those all those videos to make sure everything was covered <laughs> up,
2: <laughs> frame by frame. Dude, she's Russian and Ukrainian. She's seen it all. Okay. Oh, I know. All right. Is it my turn now? It's I don't it. know how the fuck I'm supposed to follow that. Normally you give us nothing and it's easy. I could come <laughs> over here and uh, do a Badlands chug burp and it would be better. No, I, I did <laughs> two good ones to that. I know. It's the fucking cocktail medication. I'm tuned taking. in, baby. All right. Well, um, I did see the black phone, but in a pre-episode <sighs> I'm meeting. I'm so bummed. Here, I'm going to be very to brief. take 10 jerks to a cheesecake factory. You were, you were working. Um, I'm not going to give you shit about it. Uh I will tell you, I went, I went into that with the bar so low you couldn't limbo under it. And now, why is that? I don't know. because like the fucking poster art. It the looked, poster art looked alright. The poster art looked like it was um, the purge to me. I'm like, okay, we, it's an overproduced fucking mask. Are you and down? Do you like Ethan Hawke? I do. I love him. Okay. Yeah, and I really like Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. But is, here, I here's love the thing. Sinister. I like to come in completely unprepared for a movie. Like, I don't want to think about it at all. I already know I want to go watch the horror film, So I'm like, I'm going, what's it going to help if I sit here and ponder about what it might be? So I went in there and all I had was the poster and I'm like, well, it's called the black phone and that's the poster. This is going to be shit. And I'm like, great. Another, another dude who I uh, enjoy his work is going to kill his career. And I went in there and, um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was a Stephen King type film, but good. If it, if Ooh. you know what I mean, uh, the script was solid, and the visuals, well directed film, um, a lot of ideas in there. They all come together. I really enjoyed that one. I, I will definitely. I'll I'll stop there, but y'all both got to watch it next week. And then like let's I'm gonna try to watch it tomorrow. I may watch it today. Okay, Do we you wanna rewatch it? I want to get into spoiler territory. Would y'all watch it? Again? I'd I'd go again. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah I totally would. It's nope. a it's a good movie. Can we go today? If no, today I wanted to do a ma- movie marathon of a uh, mix of Chattanooga and a bunch of shit. Uh, now. It's a long day. I know it let's is. Let's wrap this bitch up and we let's have fun. <laughs> okay. All right, fuck. I'm down. And I I did want to mention that uh, there is a handful of you that, and I love you. I appreciate everybody who listens to the show. God knows why you do. But- You hit me up with all these movie recommendations, and I feel like I've become a jaded husk of what I used to be, where all I wanted was people to recommend shit. And I'd be like, oh, I'd love it, and I'd love to talk to you about it. I have deleted the two phone games. You Chris deleted? I Chris deleted two phone (laughs) games that have been um, clearly a cancer on my brain, and I feel free and i answer dms immediately and i've been trying to post more on instagram so i was gonna do my own marathon of shit that has been recommended or sent to us uh i'll still try and work that in um yeah okay i'm not gonna go any further with that i'm down uh, let's go watch it i think it'll (laughs) be fun um anyway back to my reviews again this is the the episode of shorts today short film episode i uh I work with a homie who was on here again. Uh, I think we called him Eddie the Gamer Ghoul at the time. He's uh, fallen deep into virtual LARPing as a vampire uh, again with the barely <laughs> functional gamer. What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! There's a game called V Rising, which is a um. It's still in alpha. He this is- show's never going to get me pussy. <laughs> <though. laughs> again i love chris he's out there um i'm started i've adopted the name for him vampire chris now i work with him at work what a name dude it's good um and he hates it because he used to do actual larping and like he thinks i just larping it, it's nerdy i couldn't do it I, oh larping's I, nerdy i mean <laughs> Cue it, the, stinger. No, the no, breaking <laughs> news no here's the thing i think i'd like to think that i you know It takes a lot for me to be embarrassed. I have signed up for a LARP at a convention and showed up and went, I can't do this. Oh, but have you? I did one time. And I was like, I went up there. you dressed? No, no, I didn't. I didn't have any fucking costume, which LARPers would give you shit about. I know. It's like, is this what you're wearing? And it's like. Oh, the bullying and the (laughs) LARPing community. No, exactly. What
3: kind of LARP was it?
2: I think it was a vampire LARP. It was that fucking Dundrecon. Oh, oh, look, she's judging God. me. I'm going to be single no. because of this Here's, shit.
3: You know what? Because I did one. Oh, what? And it was terrible. It was a Cthulhu one, I think. Oh my. Some Wait. Some Lovecraft God. shit. I didn't dress up. It was last minute. And I was like...
4: Eh. Did they get mad at you? Russell's trying to pull this thing <laughs> no. right? oh, I just what? crashed
1: my fucking... And God damn it. Go. I <laughs> damn just it. thought oh, of something, no. a, a pun on LARPing.
2: LARP-A-D-M.
4: Okay, that's something.
2: on that note i will kill myself tonight <laughs> okay back to short films i don't wait what was i talking okay so i work with chris vampire chris and um we he plays in the weekly DD game with us again adventure conquer king i'm not that hack that i play D. never be caught dead anyway um it came up we were talking about sword and sorcery and i was like hey dude this week we're recording the short film episode of the overlook hour want to watch a short film and I introduced him to something he had never seen before, which is Korgotha Barbaria. Now, I know you're, Randy and Clark both rolled their eyes so hard. I could <laughs> see it through their glasses. But this was a um, pilot episode of a post-apocalyptic, basically like Conan short. Uh, it, it was a pilot episode of a cartoon show that um, aired on, I think it was a part of Adult Swim programming. It's fucking, it's so good. It's, um. it's, it's, again, a post-apocalyptic fantasy thing about a barbarian. Um, I don't know what to do other than recommend it. If you like like Frazetta-esque, um, Robert E. Howard type stories, uh, episodic, or if you even love just fucking animation, it was loaded up with a bunch of great voice actors. The animation style was great. It's hyper gory. I, and, I, and I think the pilot episode runs a total of like 18 minutes. So you can jump right into that. But, um, yeah, that, it's something that came out, fuck, tw- 2006, I believe, and uh, it just popped into my head. So I also got to remember, I got to jump on Letterbox so I can rate it, because I'm also trying to get back on my Letterbox. Yeah. So fantasy back fans- Back on your bullshit. Yeah. Go, go watch Korgoth of Barbaria. And then I watched another short film called Maniac. Now, have either of you seen Maniac from 2011? Two, no, I've seen the one with Elijah what? Wood. Directed by Same Shia LaBeouf. D- Sheila Beef. Sheila Beef directed short. Ooh. Starring uh, Kid Cootie as Oksana likes to call Ooh. <laughs> and it's a mockumentary. Ooh. No, I'm not ju- Have you guys seen it? No. No. Okay. So we were hanging out with the uh, East Bay cinematographer, Jasadi Perkins, and he went, Bruh, I got to show you this shit. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it's Sheila Beef. And I'm like, ah. Uh.
0: Sheila Beef. He's like,
2: no, no, dude, it's a faux doc. And I'm like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, it's got Kid Cuddy in it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? He's like, so he threw it on. Dude, it's uh, Man Bites Dog, but uh, it's a group of people who are going around town killing people. Also, we. T- I'm sorry. I'm
0: so sorry. I totally forgot. I, I had it cute in my head, didn't you? Back to Visitor Q. <laughs> there's definitely found footage vibes throughout that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of handheld cameras. Did you not
2: feel a sense of Man Bites Dog in Visitor Q? Yeah, I think... um. I thought we talked about this where they're kind of doing like a reality TV thing too. Yeah. It's commentary on reality. Too. Well, it's like, it's like a faux reality when we're in, yeah. world. they're kind of using the, um, you know, the, uh, the format that helps verisimilitude and immersion on it. They're flipping it where it's like, this is the fake shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. And in this one, there's a, I don't know if they're completely breaking, like there's some over the head, um, there's a shot where they're in a diner. Again, I'm talking about Maniac from 20. Tom's Diner? No, not Tom's Diner. <laughs> and the, the camera pans over. It feels very like Tarantino. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, mean, it's the only shot I didn't like of this whole fucking Tarantino loved Chuck Connors. <laughs> and it that's moves hard. over. I don't know if that's actually breaking the in-world camera thing. I think it might be on upon reflection. But, dude, this thing's cool. It... um. It's a lot of just murdering people, candidly on the street, with a director and a boom mic operator, and uh, I don't know. It's it's available on YouTube. Hey, can we share? The, you, we got to share Korgoth. We got to share Maniac. We got to share uh, the other two from the TBR.
3: I didn't realize Korgoth was by the same guy who did uh, Primal.
2: Oh, I didn't either. Oh, maybe that that's sense. why Primal's cool. That was the HBO animated show. I understand. He
3: kind of looks similar to. That.
2: It's a little bit, you know, the problem with Primal that I had is it feels a little sword and sandal because it's like a dude in a loincloth with a wooden spear fighting like dinosaurs. You
0: love scantily clad men. But I the do. Only difference <laughs> is
3: forebath has a knife.
2: No, look, so the attire That's is not
3: important. a knife.
4: No, <laughs> <laughs> it? It's a knife.
2: No, I like. Is that a good impression? I like weapons. I like. It's, here's the thing. Growing up. The era of cartoons I had was like, you know, you have Ninja Turtles, right? Of course you did. Leonardo had two fucking swords. Yep. Never cut a person with them. Nope. I hated it. And then you get the introduction of robot villains. And it's he like cut oh, we pizza with cut a pizza with a robot. Wait, what? He cut pizza with them. Oh, I just God. made that. I stopped for that. <laughs> so, so you cut a bunch of robots. Very efficiently. Because there's no blood. And I hated it. So I started hating or like um, Hercules, you know, the TV show. With, with Kevin Ke- Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Um, he it's like, here's this dude who's battling monsters, but he'll only beat people with like the butt, like the haft of a sword. And you're like, you're such a fucking puss, dude. Like I that's why I always went Xena. Clearly the better show. And that's why he's making faith films now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. What a character. Let's get him on the show. I a hundred percent will talk to Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I would too. And I would get erect. Um handsome man. Yeah, it's so Maniac, it's online, Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Kid Cootie, as Oksana would call them. Uh, It's fantastic. Was was that it? I feel like we watched more this week. Not that I have to jump into it.
3: We watched a reality show.
2: Snowflake Mountain? No, thank you. We don't have to talk about Snowflake Mountain. That's where I uh, live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it well, is. this the Overlook Mountain, you're over on Snowflake Mountain. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Russell, you are 28 minutes off. Fuck, I knew it. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to have some fucking genius moment where you're actually like breaking down film Let me
0: tell you something. Daddy loves cooking in the kitchen, but sometimes daddy doesn't always have the ingredients at the table. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you have to go to the store? That's right, baby. All right. Thursday's episode already in the can. already recorded, there's absolutely, positively, <laughs> Don't. no way that you won't hear the episode on Thursday, because we've got a perfect track record at this show of not losing any materials. So, Ellen Sheedy oh, okay. is on Thursday's episode. Our friend, how many times we had him on the show?
2: I think this will be the
0: Third. Third.
2: But this is the best. I, I normally I feel like he gets a little nervous. I don't know why people get nervous to come on the show. The bar is very low. The artist known as Uncle Frank. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. This was fun, a casual conversation with him. Also, that man will stop talking to us soon. His career is exploding. He's doing so many fucking Blu-ray covers. Oh, you mean he's going Trevor Henderson us. Dude, also. <laughs> name drop. This motherfucker, he also works on two other film fest other than ours, which we don't even get into. Yeah. He's done so. Also, he recommend Here. Here's the thing I can leave you on. He recommended a short film. I Now, I know y'all don't read much, but are you familiar with. I got a new book I'm excited about. Are you familiar with two. Neil, Neil Gaiman? Neil Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Okay. You both know him? That sounds like a Jamaican guy. Neil Gaiman. (laughs) Neil Gaiman. No. So he uh, directed a film called A Short Film About John Bolton. Now, I'm sure you all don't know John Bolton. John Bolton. John Bolton. Bolton. Oh, my God. John Bolton is a British comic book artist and illustrator known for his dense painted style, which often verges on photorealism. He He's a fantastic comic book art. He did a great Batman. Anyway, Neil Gaiman made a short film. Neil Gaiman. That's a faux doc about John Bolton. So, again, uh, keeping in theme with the shorts. Okay. Here's, here's my one question. Why do I give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because you're, you're a fucking genre fan, and you do uh, this podcast, dude. Right? Yes. Okay. So, check out the short... Uh, genre movie about john bolton directed by neil Gaiman. again that's also on youtube i don't know if you knew that elon again he only listens to our podcast on youtube so i believe he is 50 episodes behind at this point well well well. but we're <laughs> so ca- he's celebrating our 300th episode there congratulations <laughs> actually 301 he's hanging out with dutch right now
0: Dutch oh boy dutch
2: yeah. all right uh before we
0: catch you loose Oksana, anything to leave our listeners with
3: uh, submissions for F6 are open. Whoa. I did have one other thing if I could find it.
0: <laughs> You've had ninety minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's it's to get I your open. affairs in order. One of the searches so I searched David Blaine fasting. That's how I came up with forty-four days. One of the other popular questions is, "What will happen if David Blaine gets too much salt?"
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at the Overlook Hour and Twitter at the Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell and Oxana again next time. Bye.